Hello and welcome to the introductory episode of the Expedition Cinema Podcast, hosted by me, Jeremy. Uh, just a couple of things to know about the show. Episodes are going to come out weekly. My intention from the outset here is to have a different guest every week. I don't know how attainable that's going to be, but you know, I'm going to try and get as many people on as I can. Uh, I was previously on another podcast named Not Quite Cinema, hosted by one of my best friends, Ben. Uh, the episodes are a little more sporadic. We don't really record unless we feel like it, and it's not really based on any kind of release format. Um, we haven't been active in a while, but likely we will be in the future. Um, I will say, though, I guarantee you Ben's going to be on here numerous times. A lot of my friends will, um, including a, a couple members of my family probably, too. Uh, but it's just depending on who I can get and, you know, what I'm talking about. They, I will say that a vast majority of the time, it's pretty likely that it's just going to be me. So hope you like the sound of my voice because that is a lot of what you'll be hearing. Um, to know me a little bit before we dive into the first episode, I'm 23. I'm a junior student at FSU and I've been taking a lot of film classes as a primary focus for a humanities bachelor's degree. My eventual goal is to teach about film in some capacity, uh, really at any level. Like most, I think, people in America, I grew up watching movies casually with family, friends, but in the last two years, I've felt that my love and appreciation for film has deepened like exponentially. Um, I've also felt like I've needed an outlet to release that buildup of thoughts and creativity, so that's the main purpose for this podcast. Whether you find it entertaining or not, obviously I hope you do, but regardless, it is just purely meant to be an outlet for me. Uh, there's a couple of what I would consider essential questions that I want to answer in this first episode, just so you kind of have a little overview of my taste, experience with movies before I you know, get started. Um, I will say I'm very active on Twitter with updates and reactions. Um, not active on TikTok or Instagram, although I may want to be in the future. I have made accounts for those platforms, but I'm just going to try and start small, see if anything comes out of the podcast first. Uh, I always kind of assumed it was going to be easy to start a podcast, and in a lot of ways it is, but it is certainly time-consuming across the different platforms that make up a successful online presence in 2023. Um, I, I definitely feel like in the you know, space that is podcasting on film that you have to be on TikTok, you have to be on Instagram, you have to be active across so many different socials to get popular. But uh, like I said, that's not really my purpose with this. It's really just to make a podcast that I'm going to enjoy making every week, talk about movies that I love, talk about uh, different kinds of genres and different directors, actors, actresses, news and upcoming stuff. I do regularly go to the movies uh, every single week. I have an A-list membership so that uh, I could satisfy my need to go and see like everything that comes out. And the summer that uh, 2023 has in store for us is exciting, to say the least. I mean, we got so, so, so many blockbusters coming out. Uh, but anyways, let me get to the essential questions. Uh, first one I have was, what's my favorite genre, broad and specific? A lot of my favorite movies would probably fall under the broad genre of drama. I really love stories that kind of feel intimate, feel human, that have a lot of connection in them. And that genre captures lots of those movies. Uh, if I'm getting a little more specific, it's it's weirdly 
um, I don't even know how to say it, it's weirdly on the other end of the spectrum. Um, I have really always enjoyed alien invasion movies, I guess just alien movies in general. Uh, it's always really interesting to me to see how different versions of humanity, you know, different directors depict this interaction with an extraterrestrial other. Like Signs from 2002, I love that movie. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is great in it. It's one of the uh, Shyamalans that I really, really enjoy a lot. Envision uh, of the Body Snatchers uh, from 1978, The Thing from the 80s with Kurt Russell, uh, Cloverfield from the 2000s. One of my, you know, I had most recently watched that one actually, and um, it's now kind of one of my favorite found footage movies, which isn't a genre that I really enjoy all that much. Um, and of course, Alien with Sigourney Weaver. All those movies really piqued my interest, and you know, I don't consider all of them like masterpieces of film or whatever, but. They feel significant, and I love them enough that I can probably rewatch them pretty regularly. I've seen Signs in the past year probably twice, three times. I, I always make time for it because despite Mel Gibson being a lead, I really enjoy it for some reason. Um, but there's still a lot of movies that kind of fit in that subgenre that I haven't seen. I've never seen Arrival from uh, Denis Villeneuve. Um, District 9, Close Encounters of the Third Kind from Spielberg, War of the Worlds. Like, there's still a lot out there for me to explore, so I'm, I'm really excited to see what else I can do with that genre. Um, my second question, uh, what was my history in coming to love film as a hobby? Um, I talked about this love that I had deepening for movies, you know, growing up with them, and the atmosphere that kind of allowed for that, but the pandemic shutdown was really the specific time that I started feeling this stronger kinship with film as a hobby. I'm not an expert on anything movie-related. You will never, ever, ever hear me claim that, even though I will sometimes talk like I'm a pseudo-intellectual. Um, but... Uh, I still, I just love talking about movies and I'm going to use the limited knowledge that I have, the limited lens that I have to talk about them and interpret them. Um, I had always been interested in them because of my friends, you know, my kind of core friend group of four or five people, you know, we really always grew up watching movies, getting excited about, you know, stuff like the MCU. We got really on that bandwagon, Star Wars, a lot of franchises we latched onto and, you know, we enjoyed them together. Uh, but, you know, my interest really deepened when I started exploring different movies, different genres on my own individually. Of course, you know, it's, I always think that film is better appreciated in a community of people rather than solitarily, like just by myself. But I think that personal connection was something that I had skipped, something I was kind of missing until I had eventually found it. Um, one of my favorite franchises, which the next question I'll move on, um, it's particularly difficult to answer this question, um, especially now that we're kind of in this age of reboots, sequels, remakes, like Disney's definitely spearheading that. Uh, like they just came out with um, The Little Mermaid, which actually was pretty great. I, 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 had a, I had a good time. I had a decent time. But anyway, um, classic answers that would surprise no one in my personal life would be stuff like Harry Potter, Star Wars, a lot of Marvel pre-Endgame um, Lord of the Rings, Jurassic Park, the more, you know, what, you know, mainstream media would definitely earmark as kind of, uh, nerdy culture, kind of geeky culture. Um, but some of the more surprising answers, uh, for me personally would probably be, I, I really love the before trilogy. I think Ethan Hawke 
and JD Delphi are just amazing in that in that in those movies, all three of them. Um, and I, I've really loved the little bit that I've journeyed into the Rocky and Creed franchises. Those movies are like shockingly consistently getting me invested, getting me hyped up by the eventual, although it's predictable, the eventual triumph. Like I've seen all of the Creed movies. I loved this most recent one from Michael B. Jordan. He talked about using anime influence in it and I got a little nervous, but man, then I saw it like applied and oh my god it, it kind of blew my mind a little bit i that last that last fight scene in which the entire auditorium you know it it just empties and it's just the two of them in the ring like that felt very anime and at the same time felt really um how do i say uh like cohesive with the story uh really natural with the story um so I really love those movies. Um, I've only seen Rocky 1, 2, and 3, but uh, I have really enjoyed all three of them quite a lot. Uh, my fourth question, who's my favorite director? Uh, this one's difficult as well. I, well, let, let me be honest. Like, all of these are going to be difficult questions because you know I, I watch a ton of movies and it's, it's hard to just kind of slim it down to the very best of the best. Like It's really difficult even though I really try to. Um, but my favorite director, it's hard because I'm inclined to pick someone out of the box, like to be unique, uh, like uh, Celine Siama. But, you know, I, I, I really love the two movies that I've seen from her. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, Petite Maman was a really good movie about motherhood, about uh, daughter-mother connection. Um, but I think what's more truthful to my taste in general are directors like Damien Chazelle, uh, Denis Villeneuve, Wes Anderson, those that really kind of define auteur movie making. You know, visuals are a huge part of the experience for me. I feel like those directors really consistently deliver in that category. You know, Wes Anderson specifically, he's really kind of etched out this niche within, um, you know, set design, uh, color grading. Like he really just has a specific style that when you're watching his film, you're really, really aware that you are watching one of his films. It is, there's no doubt about it. Moving on, you know, who would I earmark as my favorite actor, my favorite actress? I think it's even harder than director um, because, I mean, obviously, you know, it's really difficult to make it in mainstream film culture. You know, there's there's tons and tons of talent that's overlooked, you know, in not even just in the U.S., but across the world, too. Like, I, I most recently, I took a class about Arabic cinema. I took a class about Hispanic cinema from, you know, Spain specifically. And, you know, I, I was really just kind of blown away by the, you know, depth of, you know, the filmmaking that you know, goes on in countries that I have no part in experiencing. Um, stuff like that really widens the perspective and uh, it was really enjoyable to, to see how that made me feel, you know, as I went through watching, but, um, getting back to the question, my favorite actor or actress or, you know, why not both? Um, it is difficult, but I am partial to those that I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of stuff with Willem Dafoe. He's always turning in really good performances. Same with Christian Bale. I think recently he's had a kind of a shaky track record, Christian Bale, but I think that's more to do with the movies than it is to do with him. Stuff like Thor Love and Thunder, Amsterdam, uh, Pale Blue Eye. I think that's mostly film uh, and it's the film in itself having difficulty getting on its feet rather than his performance bogging it down. Um, but anyway, it's a 
Kate Blanchett, Killian Murphy, Jason Schwartzman, you know, these are also many that's that I just I love watching, you know, and they always turn in really, really great, um, really, really expressive performances. There are so many. Um, it's hard not to feel like I'm gonna leave somebody out, but you know, it it is what it is. Over the course of the podcast, you'll hear me talk about a ton of different people. Um, uh, there's uh, I do really like uh, Lakeith Stanfield a lot. Um, I always watch something that he's in. Uh, sorry to bother you. I'm probably gonna go and see this Haunted Mansion movie that's coming out later this year just for him. I loved him in Judas and the Black Messiah. I thought that was a fantastic movie. Um, I love Saoirse Ronan. She's always great in what she's in. Little Women especially, just a masterpiece of cinema. I love that movie so much. Um, and I am a Dave Bautista truther. Uh, I, I think undeniably is the best wrestler turned actor working today. I You look at stuff like Guardians, even something so mainstream and character that on the surface is so ridiculous, but you know he really leans into what he's working on and delivers on what that character is meant to be. Um, you look at stuff like Knock at the Cabin, too, and uh, Glass Onion. He delivered on those performances so, so, so well. Um, so, yeah, I will always stand out for Dave Bautista. He is so great. I love him so much. Um, I move on to what aspects do I use to judge a movie? How do I score it? I usually will only post the numerical score out of 10. You know, the kind of IMDb or, you know, however, at really the mainstream way of doing it. X point X out of 10 is what I'll give a movie and talk from there. Usually that's what I'll post on Letterboxd uh, or just using conversation. Uh, I'm not one to be meticulous publicly with category scores, even though I definitely used to. I find it's a lot better for me to let a lot of that go when I'm talking publicly about movies. I think it leads to a lot better um, realizations, a lot more engaging conversation, um, so generally I think it's just honestly kind of a waste of time to, you know, bog yourself down with scores, although it does kind of help me categorize in my head. There, there are two things inside my head, one being the logical, one being the creative. And I know that's the same for everybody, but it feels like they are constantly trying to fight when I'm watching a movie. Um, anyway, uh, the five categories that I'll usually judge a movie with, I'll usually look at characters, cinematography or visual quality. Uh, plot, acting, and the pacing of a movie. These are the aspects that I feel like are most important to me as an audience member. I compile those scores X out of 10 and then average them into what I'll post. Um, but usually those five categories in the average that I come out with, I've kind of found that it leads me to a score I'm happy with. That's mostly you know, what I focus on. I don't look at... <laughs> I, I'm really, really, really... Uh, particular about not looking at the Rotten Tomatoes average score or, you know, the IMDb average score or what did my friends rate this on Letterboxd? Like, I really try and not look at that until I've had a chance to rate it. Uh, and I've found that that process really works for me. It leads me to a score that I feel confident in, that I feel accurately measures how much I enjoyed a film, how much I took out of it. Uh, next question being, what will the structure of the podcast be? I record my episodes on Saturday, um, and they'll be released the following Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't want to put a time constraint on them, like how long they're going to be. Uh, this one is probably going to clock in a little under 20 minutes. Um, 
and I, I am going to try and get guests every week. Uh, I really, at least once in a while, every other week or so. Um, but you know, I definitely don't want to promise anything like that. I am a college student. I work two jobs, one of them being at a theater, the other being at a healthcare education center. Um, and my life gets kind of busy, you know, I have, I have things going on. So, uh, what I will promise is that I'll keep the, uh, the content of the podcast to what merges my interests and whatever the audience interests develop to be. Um, I'll try and merge that so that we're both having fun. Um, lastly, uh, where can you get regular updates from the podcast? Like I said, I'm most uh, accessible on Letterboxd and Twitter. I have an Instagram and a TikTok account made, but again, I won't be using them right out the gate. If it gets a little more popular, then... I will feel the need to expand a little bit. Uh, but right now I'm just trying to keep it simple, keep the pressure kind of off it, and make this as much fun as I can for myself. Um, all of my info is centered on my link tree. It's um, quite literally uh, link tree um, slash expedition cinema, I'm pretty sure. But um, regardless, don't trust me right now. I'm definitely just looking at waveforms on, uh, on a screen. So... Uh, they are, uh, it's linked in my bios across all of my socials, public, personal, anywhere. You'll be able to find it. Uh, Expedition Cinema, if you look it up on Spotify, that is the only um, platform that I'm going to have the podcast right now. I didn't realize that Apple Podcasts requires you know, like a subscription to post your podcast there. It, you know, maybe I'm stupid about that and looking at the wrong thing, but that's what I'm seeing right now. So we're just going to stick to Spotify because that's free. <laughs> um, but uh, either way, uh, Twitter is definitely where I'll give the most updates on what I'm watching, uh, any changes, any updates for what's going on for the episodes for the weeks. Um, you know, any kind of suggestions, tweet at me to, you know, uh, post on my letterbox, you know, feel free. Uh, letterbox is where I'll post all of my reviews. I don't, I'm not associated with any kind of online publisher. Other than Letterboxd, again, I'm just a kid in Tallahassee, Florida. So, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to have some fun with my free time. Um, but that's all I have for you today, guys, for the premiere. Um, you'll hear from me next next week, uh, Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'll be getting into a recap and a review of film from this past year, 2022. Um, definitely 2022 more than any other year so far. It's definitely been where I have kind of lasered in on trying to see as much as possible, where I compiled everything for the Oscars, for the BAFTAs, and said, all right, I'm going to try and watch as much as possible. Granted, that led me nowhere. Like, I, I did the worst out of my friends with Oscar picks. I got Jamie Lee Curtis, though. You know, I, I don't want to stand by that, actually. I, Stephanie Hsu should have gotten that award. But anyway, anyway, I, I digress. We're going to get into 2022 next week. Uh, again, I'm only on Spotify for right now. That may change in the future. But for now, thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next week. Bye.